Welcome back to Real Time with the Dyes. And our guest today is going to be Miss Mona Slaughter. How are you, Miss Mona? How you doing? I'm doing great. Right, How are you guys? <laughs> we appreciate you. And um, thank you for coming on our podcast to learn more about you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm, I have been preparing for this. I've been waiting on it. I've been waiting, so I'm I'm ready. Thank you guys for having Thank me. You. Thank I, you. I um, when you sent your interview packet, I was like, oh my gosh, we have mm-hmm. to have this lady on our show. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Yes. <laughs> the story, the story Thank is amazing. Mm-hmm. I um listen to most of your episodes in your podcast. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it put my attention. I was Thank sitting you. down, I was listening to it. I said, This, these stories are amazing, and you're gonna help a lot of people in the future. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. I, you know, you, you really don't know the impact that maybe you may have, but I'm, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for you too. Thank, thank you. you so yes, yes, yes. Um, so we're gonna get started. Um, Miss Mona, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the interview? Okay. Well, first off, thank you guys again for having me both on your show. I mean, for having me on your show. Thank you for responding back to my 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 inbox when I inbox you guys, and I'm I'm just really grateful. I'm my name is Shamonica. That's my real name, but everybody calls me Mona, <laughs> which I feel like my mother should have named me Mona because that's what everybody calls me. Um, <laughs> it, it is the truth. No one rarely calls me Shamonica. <laughs> But I'm 37. I like Mona. (laughs) Thank you. I'm 37. I'm a mom of three. Um, They're 17, um, 12, and 7. So it's just the four of us. Um, I have my master's degree in criminal justice. I graduated in 2020. I did. Um, This year in July, I will be 11 years survivor. I'm sorry, mm. but um, this year I've mm. been 11 years survivor of domestic violence, and I really just started this journey like 2018, 2019. I didn't want to do it at first, uh, but it was prophesied to me about everything I'm doing now, and I was like, me? And so I'm just living out what was spoken to me. Mm. But my nonprofit, she's still a baby, she's new, and everything, and I've only helped some women, but you know, I absolutely I, I feel like if I help one, then you help all, you know. And so that's my my whole thing right there. And I'm just now getting back out here doing shows, you know, even though with COVID going on and everything, and just you know, trying to get back out there. Cause I took a whole year off for 2021. God was like, You gotta sit down. And so I sat down for the whole year. And now here I am again and I have been connecting with some amazing people like you guys. And when I first started the podcast, they like, everyone was so rude and they were so mean. And I mean, seriously. And I was like, okay, I was really scared to try to put myself back out there. But this time has just been wonderful. I've met such amazing people. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, Miss, um, what do you, what do you, what do you want to be called? Shermonica or Mona? You can call me Mona. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Mona. All right. <laughs> Um, the first question I want to ask you is because I heard your podcast and um, I know you are a survivor, so I want to hear about your story because I know there's people out there listening and they want to hear about it too because they're going through the same things and they're scared yeah. to say anything. Um, all right, 
The first question. Well, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Um, Mona, what is domestic violence? Ooh, you know, a lot of people think that it's just only the physical aspect of abuse, but it can be verbal, it can be mental, it can mm -hmm. be sexual, it can even be spiritual. You know, it's just all wrapped up in one. The domestic part come in when you know when you're actually getting hit. Mm -hmm and everything so that's pretty much how like i defined it when i first started doing this i would only focus on the abusive side of the relationship and as i got into therapy and i went back to my childhood my abuse started a long time ago mm -hmm. it just started as a pattern from a child teenager and everything and so it was all i saw it was all i knew so i had to kind of go back and heal all of that and not just focus on this one relationship but look at the overall, I've always tolerated abuse in some form in my life. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Look oh. at you now. Another question. Um, are there any resources available for victims of, domest of domestic violence? Yes, we have. Well, here in Alabama, we have this place called the Penelope House. And it's, it's so funny because when I was younger, we would go there. My mother, when she would be running from my father, we it, it's, it's like an abuse shelter that you can go live at. You can stay there for a little while. And then, you know, they'll help you either find another place or, or you know, get back out. So that's really about the only thing that we have here mm -hmm. in a sense for women. Mm -hmm. And like with, with my nonprofit, I'm kind of just like the the middle person of it. I, you know, my main goal, overall goal is to help these women get therapy yeah. because that's what helped me yeah. because I can help you find a place to stay and I can help you get an apartment. Mm -hmm. But if you don't heal and change your mindset, you're just going to either let him come back mm -hmm. or you're just going to meet the, the, a different man, but it's the same man. Yeah. Right? But so once you heal, why, why you stayed in that relationship, why you dealt with that? Then, you know, that's my whole goal is let's get healed. Let, let's get focused on yourself mm -hmm. and everything. Like that. And the Penelope House, they don't do that per se, in a sense. Not speaking anything against them. It's just more of a, a shelter you can come there and stay. So mm -hmm. that's really about the only resource I know if, if being here in Mobile. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know um over here, I guess it's probably the same thing. You know, they have uh the shelters that you go to yeah. and you get the help over here in New York. Um. But we really need way more resources for, um, you know, mm -hmm. people and victims of these things because it's it's hard. It's hard, you know. And people, mm -hmm. I, I know people that have been through it, and they um they don't know where to go, and they're scared to talk. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of shame behind it. It's almost like when when it's sexual abuse. It's, it's kind of like right there together. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of shame behind it. And a lot of the women I spoke with, you know, it, it, they don't want anyone to know. It's just I was like that. I was one of those women. Mm -hmm. I didn't want anyone to know what I went through. When it was done and over with, I was like, I'm just going on. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. But then I just began to realize, how am I going to help someone? It just kept coming back to me. Share your story. Share your story. And I'm like, well, okay, how can I help someone if I don't share what I've been through? Right. Yeah, that's right. true. When I came out. That is true. Mm -hmm. Right. And we appreciate you for that again. Yes. For actually thank sharing you. your story with us, really. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have things in common. So, I have three kids as well. Really? Okay. They're not big, but you know. 
Um, mine's I have seven year old twins, and I had a eleven year old. Really? Um, okay, then. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. So my next. How long have you guys been married? Four years. Really? Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, I would have thought you were saying made by 15, 20 years. Really? No. It, I guess it feels like yeah, it. Yeah, it does feel it, like it. It, it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it leads me to my next question. Actually, um, okay. What is or was your biggest struggle with being a single mom? Oh, wow. Well, I, I got pregnant with my son at 19. I was a teen mother, and I had him at 20. And so just, I have three children by three different men. I was married to my son's dad, and I was engaged to the other two. We were engaged. So, you know, I was in serious relationships with them. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't have a relationship with them and their fathers are not in their lives like the way they should be. And so my biggest thing that I was in their younger years, I was still such a broken woman and I was really just so busy trying to find a man and have a man and have a man to, you know, I I neglected something that's being a mother. And my biggest thing was I just, I didn't have any support. It was either like, you know, I can help you take care of our child, but you got to sleep with me. And I'm like, you know, it, I got that kind of <clears throat> thing. Or, you know, they just, I never really got a break in a sense. You know mm-hmm. how, like, you see the dads come pick the kids up mm-hmm. on the weekend, you get a break. It wasn't like that for me on my end. So I had a lot of resentment toward the men I had children by. But as I got into therapy and got, I had to realize I picked them. Like, I, I, I picked them. I, I, I laid down and had children with them. And so it's not right what they're doing, mm. but as long as I'm focusing on them, I can't clean up what I have going on so I can be that mother. And so once I begin to do that, now I don't have any type of relationship with them per se, but I don't have any hatred or any anger toward them. And I don't say anything bad because my children have relationships with, with their dad. Mm. So I don't say nothing bad about them, mm. but that was my biggest thing. I didn't get any type of support. I was literally doing everything on my own. Wow, that's hard. That's very hard. Very, very hard. But, you know, I know a little bit about doing things on your own. And we are strong. We don't know how strong we are until we are put to the test to be strong, right? Exactly. That's how I had to be. I was like, who is strong is the only thing you have to be? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um. I will not, you want to ask the next question? The, the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think victims sometimes don't say anything right away? Oh, they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They're completely embarrassed. I know I was, I was one of them because seeing my mother being abused, seeing my sisters, because, you know, all of my sisters were in abusive relationships. It was just like a pattern for the women in our family. And I was always... It won't be me. <clears throat> I promise you it won't be me. But in some form, mm-hmm. every man I had been with, whether it was verbally, mentally, <clears throat> it was abused some kind of way. So I, I was really ashamed. But I didn't tell my family to maybe about a year or two after, <clears throat> excuse me, after me and him had, you know, after he, I, after I left mm-hmm. and everything, because I just, I was so embarrassed because how I had looked down on them. Mm-hmm. Like you saw what we, we went through growing up and then I was in the same situation. Yeah. So a lot of the women I've spoken with, 
they're just ashamed mm-hmm. that why am I letting this man put his hands on me? And, you know, unfortunately, I have not worked with men yet because men can be abused as well, too. Mm-hmm. And I try to let a lot of people know that mm-hmm. they don't think it's true, but it's some abusive women out there. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. And so, but it just is a lot of shame behind it. Mm-hmm. They just, I know for me, it beat me down to the point where I didn't know who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've spoken to a lot of women like that. It's like they they don't know why they're putting up with it, but they they, they don't leave. So it's just it's a lot of shame behind it. A lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. It is. It is. I, um, I think it's more embarrassment of everything and thinking mm-hmm. that you wouldn't do it or wouldn't go through it. Yeah. But then find that. And if you have it. a lot of people around you, um. Girl, if he hit me, I'd have been gone. Right. I, I don't right. live that. And it's like you don't never know what you would deal with if you're not in that situation. That's right. true. Yeah. Right. That's true in every case. You never know what you are put up to and you're going to deal with until you're in the situation. Mm-hmm. And half, Amen. And half of the time, <laughs> you put in the situation and you, it's yeah. the same cycle yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's the same cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I wanted to break with, with my children. I, I always tell them, like, that generation of curse of abuse and it ended with me. Mm-hmm. Like my daughters will not go through that. My son will not be that kind of man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm here to break the pattern. I've broken the pattern. Yeah. Yes. So it ended with yes. me. I'm happy you're there to teach them and guide them in the right direction. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next question, and you know, I think you a step ahead of me, Mona, because I think you oh, answered no, the really? question. Yeah. My next question was, okay. can men be victims of domestic violence? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's so sad that a lot of men won't speak up and say that because, you know, they look at like, I'm a man. Yeah. And, you know, but mm-hmm. you you have women that can overpower in a sense. And, and it's not always just physical. Mm-hmm. You have mouth. Yeah. Like, Put them down. You can tear mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. You can tear down the man. You can build them up. You can tear them down. So, you know, it, it's a, a lot of men. A lot of women can verbally abuse. That's, That's where cool. a lot of the abuse comes from. But yeah, mm-hmm. they can be. Yeah. That's horrible. And it, I think it's probably worse with men. Because like you said, yes, it it's the, the ego oh, and yeah. the pride and the I'm the man. Mm-hmm. And how is a woman making me feel this way? Mm-hmm. And you stand in, you know, you she lets you, you know, feel this way. And, and you're like, how is this possible? And I, I'm, I'm supposed to be the biggest <laughs> I feel like when it comes to in situations like that, it was a breakdown somewhere between him and his mother. Or in a sense, maybe his mother was an overpowering, overbearing type kind of woman mm-hmm. and everything. So, you know, I've just, I've been watching Iyala Van Zandt nonstop because I, <laughs> I love her. I always say I am the next Iyala Van Zandt because she's my Virgo sister. Yes. Like me, her birthday is like a few days after mine. <laughs> And a lot of her stories and everything, it was like my story. When I read her her um her her memoir, I was like, Am I reading my life? Like, is this me? Like, is it me? So mm-hmm. you know, she she I, I've been been watching binge watching her <laughs> from the beginning. I like her too. She got she has a lot of um inspirational things that she says. <laughs> she re, she used to retweet my tweets on Twitter. I used to fall out. Did she really? <laughs> She did. Her uh, and Oprah. They retweeted a tweet I had. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, Oprah. 
I almost passed out. I was running through my house screaming. I was like, hey, y'all are retweeting me. I'm retweeting me. And my children were just like, oh, here we go. I, I, I had a screenshot in my phone. That's that one day I'm going to print it out so I can put it up because I go for retweeting. <laughs> I would have thought I was famous yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, my next question, Mona. Um, so your episode. I told you I sat down and I listened to your podcast. I listened to a lot of episodes of it. Oh my um, goodness! And I I like things that catch my attention. So when I'm sitting there and I'm trying to catch on my episodes and I'm listening, I'm I'm listening. So there's mm-hmm. an episode on it. It's called. I'm not bitter. I'm better. All right. What did you mean by that statement? Ooh, well, you may not believe this or not, but I used to be a very bitter woman. I was a bitter baby mama. I was just a bitter woman. I just had that mentality, and I, I just tried to justify, like, you know, I was sexually abused as a child. My parents were addicts. I, you know, I just... I tried to just keep that mindset, but all bitterness does is destroy you. It doesn't destroy the people who you're bitter at. Half of the time, they've gone on with their life, and you're still sitting around holding all that bitterness, all that hurt, all that pain. And that's what I was. I was festering in it every day. Mm-hmm. And when I got into that, I speak about therapy a lot because now I'm an advocate for it big time mm-hmm. because it has truly help me heal along you know god first and everything but yeah. just getting in therapy but when i did that episode right there it took me a minute to just kind of realize how far i had came from being that bitter person and realizing that i'm not that woman anymore and and, and i can talk about it and i can speak about it during that time when i was bitter but i am better and the whole point of that episode was just to let people know you know, whoever may be listening may resonate with that. You you can come from that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to stay mad at that person or bitter toward them. Get the healing that you need. Get the help that you need. Because at the end of the day, whatever you go through, I, in my opinion, I feel like it's so you can reach back and help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe I went through all that so I can show other women that, yeah. you know, you don't have to be that type of baby mom. You don't have to be that type of woman mm-hmm. or person in general. You can be better. You can rise above the bitterness and be a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Right, right, right. Yes. So it's funny you say that, right? Okay. Because I my my question is, Say you haven't been through and you know anything. Say you know it's just that you're just mad. You know that you are that bitter, you know, baby mother, and you're just upset. You know because maybe I'm mad because you know that person had moved on. We're not together anymore. Yeah. How, what is the first step to becoming better? Like how, how do, do you forgive the person? Forgive yourself. What's the first step to that? It starts with you. You have to look within yourself. And that's something I didn't want to do because I, I tell you right now, when you ask God, show me me. Like, that's my prayer. Mm-hmm. I pray it all the time. Lord, show me me. If it's something in me, because I can only fix me. I can't fix anyone else. Mm-hmm. So when you begin to acknowledge and you take your mind, because see, my mind was still on the father of my children. It, it was still on them and what they're doing and what they're not doing. And, and then, But I wasn't looking at the fact like, well, I'm a good mother. You know, I'm over here doing this. I'm over here doing that. But I didn't see it that way. Mm. So I would always say your first step is 
Look at yourself. Turn all what you're trying to look at, focus on you because it's a brokenness up in there somewhere. And I was a broken woman. Like I truly was. I was I was just a broken woman. And I I fought. It was like the old shamanica and the new shamanica. Mm-hmm. We fought for a long time because I did not want to change. I did I did not want to at all. Because once you do heal and you grow, you can't depend on that anymore. You can't use that. And it's a responsibility on the other side of healing and growth and everything. So I, I would say fo- turn it towards yourself. Stop looking at mm-hmm. the person, look at you, and begin to work on you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And for what I'm looking at, you are definitely better. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, girl. I'm thank you. better. But you're better. <laughs> yes. I yes. appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. Girl, I'll tell you right now, my, my therapist told me, she said, you done came a long way. A long way. Because she said, baby, when you first came up in here, you had a death plan for all the part of your children. <laughs> I did. I had a tear. I said, baby, if the purge ever happened for real, them the first three that's getting up out of here. The first three. And she was just, she would laugh at me, but she was like, no, we got to talk about that, right? We got to discuss all that because that's not normal. But yes. I think we all need a little therapy in our life at one point. Yes. At one point in our life, we need a little therapy. Somebody else to talk to. Um, my next question. Um, what are the signs of an unhealthy relationship? Because some people don't know. Yeah, they might think it's love. They, yes, yeah. you know. I guess, you know, it, it can really go either way. You know, it don't always have to be about abuse for it to be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And everything. A lot of times, it could maybe be you and him going in two different directions. You know, it could be... The, the the constant just argument. I I hate to argue now, and I think yeah. about all the times I used to argue. Yeah. I hate that and everything. But if there's no communication, if there's no trust, mm-hmm. if there's no foundation, anything, and you know, you're both just. I always look at it like an uh, unhealthy relationship. You're just two pieces of glass cutting each other, mm-hmm. and you're just instead of cutting, instead of cutting, instead of you, you know, mending and healing yeah. and wound, you're just cutting each other. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. And everything. I've been single almost five years now, oh, wow. and I made that decision mm-hmm. after my, my last relationship with my 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 youngest daughter, father. I just said I really truly got to work on mm-hmm. me, and you know, marriage isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's not a goal of mine. It's a desire, mm-hmm. but it's not my overall goal. And everything, because I always say, well, I can't take him with me when I get up out of here and everything. So he, he can't come with me. But I, I do have a desire to be married and everything. But I just, I had really needed to just, I had to work on Shaman for the woman. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, God, I don't want you to send him to me until you done working. He'll be five, almost five years later. <laughs> like, all right, God. He's still working on him. <laughs> I'm like, you, 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 like, I said, God, like, that's how I tell like we still working. Like where he at? Where he at? Like, where he, he don't want to send him to you all all broken. He <laughs> wanna send him to you. Yeah. It's not not right, right now. Right. So. It's time for everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you wanna ask the next question? Yeah. Um Okay. So I know a lot of people don't know out there. So what are the signs of you know, signs of any warning signs that an abuser will show? Okay. Um, like I say, I always, I take it back to me. Mm-hmm. 
when I when in my most abusive relationship that I was up in, the one that I almost I almost died, he almost killed me. Mm. He didn't show any signs. Mm. And coming from always seeing abuse and everything, it kind of threw me off because I had the mentality, we ain't arguing, we ain't fussing, we ain't fighting, then it ain't love. You know, it, it was that dysfunction I had grew up mm. in. And so the first time that he ever hit me, I had just had our daughter. She was like four months. And that was like the first time. But looking back overall and after talking with, you know, with so many different women, it always started with that that isolation first. And he isolated me from my whole family, from friends. I didn't have friends. I didn't have anybody because that's how they keep that control. Mm -hmm. So if it starts with, you know, like trying to say who you can and can't be friends with, trying to turn you against your family members, mm -hmm. only trying to keep you for themselves, you know, checking everywhere you mm -hmm. are. Like I couldn't go anywhere. He was on me. Where you at? What you doing? Where you going? Like all that. Like, that is not helping. Mm -hmm. Because why are you so invested in my life that you ain't worried about your own life and what you got going mm -hmm. on? So that was a, a a huge, those are huge red flags right there mm -hmm. to just get out, just go. But see, I didn't know who I was as a woman. And I'm looking at it like, oh, that's love. You want to know where I'm at every mm -hmm. second of the mm -hmm. hour of the day? And it's like, no, no, it's not at all, period. Right, mm -hmm. right. How do you know the difference between that of the signs of abuse and maybe he's just overprotective or maybe he's just, you know, that's just how he is. How do you, how would you tell the difference? And that's the thing. It's really not a difference between it because I mean, if you know that someone generally truly loves you and they've never put you in any type of harm's way mm -hmm. and you know, they just genuinely, you will know. But you, I mean, I, I feel like as a woman, if we really trust our intuition and our gut feeling, we'll be out of a lot of situations head first. We'll be up out mm -hmm. of there. But, you know, you will know if you really just started dating someone and it's constant that they don't want you to talk to anybody or they got an issue with every friend you got, mm -hmm. they got an issue with your family. That's a clear sign of, of you know, like abuse is coming next. Mm -hmm. You know, it may start out with just the verbal. And you know, then it go to here, then it go to there, and everything. So it's it's you, you can always tell. Mm. Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, I I I can't wait until um people hear this because they are going to hear your voice and hear your advice. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there who are going to come out and just say, you know what, I'm just want to say it. I just want to scream and say it, and I'm ready. That that's going to be their words. So I, I I'm going to say again, I appreciate you for being yes. on here and sharing sure your story. You Thank you so yes. much. Thank you both. Thank you both for having me. Like for allowing me to come on your platform. And you know, even when you know, if you guys haven't already got your lineup set up, I would love to come back in the actual month of October. Yeah. You know, which is a domestic violence mm -hmm. month and everything and really share like really go in depth if it, you know if it's yes. okay absolutely. in depth yes. of you know the abuse and mm -hmm. everything that i um in absolutely i'm, I'm yeah. plugging you in now mona <laughs> <laughs> thank you um 
I like you both. Really? Thank you. Yes. I do like you too. Thank you so much. I honor marriage. I think I think marriage is a beautiful thing, and I love what both of you guys are oh, doing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. That, that we appreciate that. Yes, thank we you. Sure do. <laughs> Um, you want to ask the last yeah. question? Um, or you want me to do it? Yeah, you can do it. Okay, he, don't, he don't know what he want to do. Okay. <laughs> so, Mona, my last question for you is, is there any advice you can give to people out there who are currently in this position but too afraid to come out and say anything? I would say, well, I'll take it back to me. I wasn't ready to leave him until I got ready. Mm -hmm. And so when I deal with women, when I talk with them, a lot of them are not ready. A lot of them are still in the mindset that I used to have. So I, I just be a friend. I just be an ear. You know, you don't have to come through my nonprofit. I have a lot of women who didn't come through. They just needed someone to talk mm -hmm. to. Me. And so, you know, I would, I would just always tell them, you, you just have to be sure because unfortunately, when I when I left, he didn't stalk me. You know, he didn't do all that stuff how most women yeah. endure and go through. He went on and found someone else quickly. Mm. So I was able to. But, you know, most women don't have that, mm. you know, that yeah. luxury. They either get stalked or, God forbid, they get mm -hmm. killed or anything. I, I would say if you're really, truly ready to go, you're really ready to get up out of there, you know, get, get you a plan. Get you a plan in place. And get as far away as you can. Mm -hmm. And you have to know that it's not going to be an easy road. I tell them that all the time. They think, oh, I'm just going to leave and it's going to be. No, it, it, it's not like that at all, Pierre. When you really want to go, like, on the other side of that, I went through a lot of darkness. I, my healing process, it was, it was hard and it was mm -hmm. rough. And like I say, everyone think healing is, oh, just sunshine and you meditating by the beach. It's not. It's not. I always tell them, if you're really ready to do this, you got to know it within your soul. You got to know it within your heart. You got to be sick and tired of being sick and mm -hmm. tired of putting up and dealing with mm -hmm. that. And it, it's going to be a lot of questions on the other side. A lot of them, you know, I had a lot of people turn their back on me because I didn't leave him. And I was left to deal with all that alone. So if you have a good family, a good support mm -hmm. system, a good place that you can go, like truly go, go like don't hesitate don't go my exit plan i had sent my son away for the summer because my daughter she was like nine months i was just gonna go with the clothes mm. on my back i was out of there I, I didn't care about no apartment i didn't care about anything i was fighting for my life mm. Mm. that was deep wow yeah. i am so happy that um you have made it this far yes. and that you have came over these obstacles that are so hard mm -hmm. that some women never kind of make it through and some are still going through. Mm -hmm. um, your story is very encouraging and it's going to reach a lot of people. Yes. And this platform that we're on right now, this podcast, um, it's going to reach a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I want everybody to understand that domestic violence is something that can be you can can get help for it um we picked you because your story is so 
encouraging and empowering that when we saw when we saw the interview and, and and when you filled out the interview we were like this this woman is amazing Mm-hmm. If this is not the one that has to be on this yes. podcast, you have to be. No, you have to be kidding me. You are a queen. You are beautiful, yeah. and I'm so happy. And you are a survivor, and that's why I named this yeah. show "I'm a Survivor" because this is about you, mm-hmm. all about you. And I cannot wait to have you back on this show again. Yes, to even reach more people. And we appreciate you so much, Mona. You, you're the voice for so many, you know, yes. that are scared. You will help so many that are scared, that don't know what to do. You will help them. And we appreciate you. Thank you both. You guys are so amazing. Thank you. Yes, yes. And you are a great role model. Role yes. model, mother to your children. Yes. And, um, you know, good luck with everything that you are doing. You know your um your nonprofit. Just good luck with everything. I'm definitely gonna um go ahead and follow you. I know you sent me that information. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you want to say something to you know the audience that is gonna watch this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can surely you know um you can follow um Mona on Facebook and Instagram. You wanna mm-hmm. tell them what those things are so they can click on that follow button. <laughs> I will. Well, before I do that, I just want to thank you both. Um, Everything that you're doing with your platform, thank you for, you know, people like me who's just trying to make a difference and everything. And I love that, you know, it's a married couple. I love that. I just, you know, marriage is beautiful to me. But thank you guys. I just can't thank you enough for um, even responding and just, you know, giving me this opportunity to come on here and, 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 you know, in the midst of all that. So I am grateful to the both of you. I cannot wait to come yeah. back in October. <laughs> I cannot wait to share even more with you guys. Um, For everyone that's listening, I, I'm Shamanica Slaughter on Facebook. I guarantee you'll probably be the only Shamanica <laughs> that come up maybe on there. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, my podcast has an Instagram page, which is my journey within the podcast. And then I have like a personal Instagram page. Um, that's a uh, Melanin Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, I got to give me a professional one. But I, you guys welcome to follow me on there. Um, my, I'm getting everything up and running for my, my nonprofit with the website. Cause right now I'm working out of my home and doing everything I can that way. You know, just still by the grace of God, still being able to help, yeah. um, you know, the people that come to me. And I just want to share with everybody a quote. I say it on my, my podcast a lot. And it's by, uh, you know, Miss Jennifer Lewis. I love her. Yeah. I love her. But, you know, she said, um, you know, love yourself enough so that when love shows up, it won't be a stranger to you. Mm-hmm. And so I just I put that out there. To, you know, all the women and even men who are just, you know, struggling to find that peace, struggling to find that self-love within themselves. Like, keep moving forward. Move on. Keep moving on. Keep moving forward. And anyone, you can reach out to me. Day or night, my inbox is open. You don't have to come through my nonprofit. It would be nice if you do so you can maybe get the help you need. But if you just need someone to talk to, reach out. I got a good ear. I got a good heart. I know how to take all that and give it back yeah. to God. And so, and just, you know, pray for it. Mm-hmm. So, 
rather say it. Thank yeah. you both again. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving coming. us the opportunity and time. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show on our platform. And thank you for sharing your story with us and with everybody Amen. in the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Again. Thank you. You're welcome. You are with Real Time with the Dyes. And we are with Shermonica Slaughter. I'm a survivor. And you are surely a survivor. Yes, you are. Indeed. Amen. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you again. Never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. And I can say, never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. And I can say I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. Much better. When I look back over all you brought me through